Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek for the voyage home one minute at a time. I'm David Stoker. I'm Chris LaSalle. Hey, Chris. Hey, Dave. So let's get into it. Uh, okay. We're uh, on minute number 89. 89. Class of 89 rules. <laughs> um, and this minute starts with Kirk and Dr. Jillian arguing. And ends with an angled view of the Golden Gate Bridge. An angled view of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yes. It's like Batman. Okay. Like Batman? What's that you say? Yeah. Don't you remember whenever you saw the villain's perspective on the old Batman TV show? It was always <laughs> slightly angled. Right. Obviously, that's not what we're seeing here. Are you implying evil in that shot? Is that what <clears> I am not point? implying evil at all in that shot. Okay. All right. Uh, well, great. Let's, uh, let's dive right in. So Kirk basically saying, I have no time to argue with you or even tell you how much you've meant to us. Is that a personal plea from Kirk? How much you've meant to us? I don't know if it's a personal plea. I think it's just like, uh, um, cause you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, how he's been smooth with her, you know, they go out to dinner and, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of the sparks flying between the two of them. So do you think he's, Oh, you, do you think he's like revealing a little bit of his feelings for her at this moment? Is that what you mean? Yeah. That's why I was wondering. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I definitely read into that. It's not only did you help us achieve our goals, get us scored us a couple whales, broke into the costume shop and get the, <laughs> No, they beamed, gear. they beamed into the costume That's shop. A, yeah, beamed into the costume shop. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I think he's uh, he's got some uh, some feelings for her. He's going to miss yeah. her. Yeah. Um, become one of the team. One of the team. That's a, that's a, that's a, how many, how often has that happened? Uh, well, well. <laughs> do you know where I'm going with the bridge crew? Like how, how many times has someone else joined the bridge crew? Yeah. Uh, never. Um, so who, who do we have? Like it was Savick, which she doesn't count. Yeah, but she doesn't stay. She stays for a movie. It's like, it's like the uh, defense against the dark arts teacher. You know, you never can teach more uh, than one year. <laughs> so you so Decker, Decker in the first movie, he was only around Decker and, and Aaliyah. Yeah. Right. They both they are done. Uh, Savick, Savick, uh, uh, what's her name in six? Uh, Val Valkyris? No, no, no Valkyris. Was... She's a bad guy. She's a bad, bad guy Vulcan. Yeah, bad lady Vulcan. Yeah. <laughs> um. So never. Yeah, you're right. Never. So they never. They've never had a cousin Oliver that actually. The uh, only, became... the only one I can really think of, not in the movies, but was uh, Lieutenant Barkley. From uh, Next Generation. So he, every once in a while, so he was like kind of a recurring character. Uh, yeah, you're not making any good. You're not selling it, though. I, was, I, was, I don't think I was ever a huge fan of Barkley. 
I'm not saying I was a huge fan, but I'm just saying, like, has anyone ever joined the Bridge crew for more than like one movie or episode? And he's the only yeah. one I can think of that where they they joined and like you know they palled around. Like, um, I guess maybe I guess maybe the only real example of that would be Wesley, because he even though he was part of quote the the cast, he wasn't part of the Bridge crew until much later. And then right. he became, but he also left. They got rid of him. They got rid of him. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, to your point, like she obviously, well, we'll get to her. Um, you know, you have, like you said, a bunch of people, even in the Star Trek Beyond, like where they, uh, the 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 woman that they find on the planet, she's like all dressed in white. And, you know, she oh. says like the way, like, would she become a continuing character? Like, you know, I, I found her to be very fascinating on the movie. Um, I, I thought she would have made a good addition to the to the crew. Um, I could see them doing that with the reboot, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah and I think she had a lot of fans. Like uh, the fans really liked her. They'd like to see her again if they ever get around to doing a fourth one. Um, yeah, I don't know about okay. that. Okay, all right. So, so maybe Jillian. So, so Jillian was part of the part of the crew for a little while, but now. Yeah. They're just getting rid of her like they get rid of everybody else. <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. You're out. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> so, so Kirk says, asks this, uh, drops this line, the radio frequency, please. Uh, I feel like he's asking, um, he's like a game show contestant, like, and the winning number is. What's uh, the frequency, Kenneth? Oh, hey, nice. REM action. Um, and Jillian gives it up. 401 megahertz. Yep. Thank and, you. Uh, thank you. For everything. Uh, I was surprised it wasn't a more detailed number, 401.356, yeah. but uh, whatever. Well, I don't know. I don't know radio that much. Me neither. Mm. Uh, so thanks for everything. And then we, uh, so close, we get Scotty beam me up. Yep. So close to the infamous beam me up Scotty that's actually never been said. Right. Yeah. Right? Even though everybody's on everybody's t-shirts and stuff. And, yep. Um, um, have they done that? Have they thrown that in? Did they throw that into the I reboots? Think this is just the, a, I wonder if this is the closest they've come. I, I think it is. I mean, it's it, it couldn't be closer, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, anyway, so yeah, it's just one of those things that, uh, yeah, he's never said it. Never said, beam me up, Scotty. Yeah. Um, but I, now I'm wondering if they did. No, I don't think they did in the reboots either, because that would. Be, I think you know you probably would have fans freaking out like, oh, we like that it was never in the show. We like that urban legend. Um. So here we go, transporter action. Yeah. Uh, so I've got questions. <laughs> uh, so do I. I have, I have several. So Kirk starts beaming up. And Jillian jumps into his arms. Yes. Surprise. Uh, surprise. Uh, who, do, what, who do you want? You, you want to do your question first? You um, go first. How does that work? <laughs> so I, I don't know how. Uh, so let's let me talk it out a little bit. So, okay. you know, you have a transporter. Does it analyze the subject first? So Scotty has to lock on to Kirk. So I'm assuming... Through calculations, it identifies Kirk as the matter that mm -hmm. needs to be transported. So, therefore, 
it has a certain shape, size, weight, mass, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yep. And then the computer translate that and then brings it, you know, beams it into. So when that mass changes, that structure changes, mm-hmm. what happens? Like, yeah. The computer compensate for that? Yeah. So that's what, kind of what I'm like, if I'm sitting on a rock and I say, you know, Scotty, beam me up. It's going to be me up, not the rock. It's going to be me up. So it can identify the two matters. So ideally, shouldn't she have just passed through him? Well, that was one of the questions I had, too, is like, this is a timing thing. She jumped on at the right moment. Right. She jumped on. She jumped into Kirk's arms at the right moment that he was still solid enough. Right. Present that she could grab onto him. If she had jumped a second later, she probably would have passed right through him. That's what I'm wondering. Like, couldn't she just her like leg get gotten beamed up? (laughs) Like, could she? uh, So what I think of is, you know, she jumps on him. The computer can't compensate. And then you get the scene from Star Trek, the motion (laughs) picture where, you know, the the science officer is getting beamed up and, you know, the whole scene. And, you know, we got what was back. You know, we got back what was didn't live very long. You know, that's that's I get some some weird amalgamation of. Jillian half through Kirk, you know, like they, and to quote Harry Potter, they, they splinched, um, you know, where I guess when they, when they do teleportation, they like lose an arm or whatever, or they, they, they teleport inside of a, a wall. That's your second Harry Potter reference in just this minute. Mm, gotta love uh, Harry Potter. Someone was, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So my, my question, my, my first question was how did Jillian know, how did Jillian know that they weren't going to get like fused? She doesn't. She's a 20th century simpleton. <laughs> simpleton. She's a medieval. Duh. Um, but yeah, that could have been bad news. I she doesn't believe, know. She doesn't know. But this goes back to a little bit what we were talking about last minute, too, which was why did they beam on the grass and not inside? And why does the gangplank come down and then go up and leave Kirk out there? It's because we get this. Right. Which I'm 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 not complaining. I'm just, this is all plot driven. Like, this is all to get her on the ship as a trick. Right. Um. Yes. Yes. Agreed. And I've just got. I've. So now I get into all my. You know, I'm trying to think of all the different weirdo transporter scenarios that have been. You know, we've seen in the shows and the movies and. Right. Um. I. I had. I had. Uh, you know, we've got you know uh, creating two copies of people or people living in the transporter beam for 80 years. Uh. Was it the transporter uh, accident that like Tuvok and Neelix got merged into one person? Was that a transporter issue? Um, uh, I don't know. I think it was in Voyager, but yeah, you know, so all sorts of tr- strange stuff has happened. Um, my, my question, just me being, you know, is has anybody have if they would so, so you know say she she got on board, she's going to survive this, gets on board, like hey, we told you you're not coming with us, and they just. Uh, transporter back out right um have they ever done can you uh, are you always transported onto the ground 
Um, or can you be transported like into the air above the ground and then fall? Mm. Maybe. Just as a, you know, this movie's full of gags and that would be very Benny Hill if we had somebody, you know, be beamed four feet above the ground and like, whoa, you know, they pause in midair for a moment and then fall. Uh, we've never seen that, right? Right. We've seen people be beamed out of the sky, but not beamed into the sky. So does, um, does Vonda McIntyre tell us anything? Uh, no, no, about, about this particular. Yeah. No, nothing, nothing special. Oh. Or no, pause. no. Pause. So I found this reference to it on the, it uh, says, uh, it's evidently a testament to Mr. Scott's great skills with transporters that they weren't both horribly injured during the transport. The following exchange appears in the film's official novelization. Another oh, film. Uh, they reappeared in the transporter room. Surprised, Jillian said. Kirk glared at her. Do you know how dangerous? No. How could you? You could have killed both of us. Oh, okay. Great. I did not know that, Dave, because I don't have the book in front of me. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Unpa- Unpause. So I think I was sort of setting you up there because um, – because I did find something I was, I was researching this on the internet and I did found, you know, a question was asked uh, and uh, someone responded with, it's evidently a testament to Mr. Scott's great skills with the transporters and in parentheses or possibly dumb luck that they both weren't horribly injured during the transport. There is one line in the novelization and Kirk says to her, do you know how dangerous, how could you, you could have killed both of us. So oh, there is see. like there is like a little one liner there yeah. that they that they throw at it. So obviously it was very dangerous. Yeah. And uh you'd think there'd be more I don't know, security around that or you know, how right. do you prevent I guess how do you prevent it, right? How would you prevent someone to the you know a right. well timed jump? Um Okay, well cool. Good old Vonda. She's always uh she's she's good at answering some of the questions we we ask, isn't she? Right. She is. <laughs> Um, uh, has anybody, my other transporter question was, has anybody ever just, um, you know, you see in like, you know, let's call it like hard science fiction, uh, you know, Battlestar Galactica reboot mm. say, you know, if somebody's get if someone's getting being punished, they, they space them, right. They airlock them. They throw them in an airlock yep. and they pop the door and, you know, get sucked dead. out, yeah, sucked out dead. Um, have they ever, uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying, um, you know, talking about killing people, but has, has that ever been a solution where there's a fight going on and, you know, it's fight to the death. And, uh, the answer is at the last minute, you know, the bad guy gets kicked onto a transporter pad and transported away Yeah, to somewhere. Um, I think that would be a cool, uh, a cool moment if we haven't already seen it in Star Trek. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. And be, or, or beam him into a rock, you know, that'd be fun too. Like, <laughs> All right. So where are we? Second five of this minute? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So they get beamed on. Kirk, uh, they're back on the bridge. And uh, Kirk uh, calls out, um, Spock, where the hell is the power you promised me? Um, which Kirk then calls, uh, you know, Spock responds with one of his colorful metaphors. One damn minute, Admiral. Do you, do you think he said it that way because mm-hmm. Kirk said hell? Yes. So he, yeah. So he, he's just yeah, responding in kind. Yes, that's what I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, 
uh, still fun to see. I wish we had more of that in later movies where Spock would just occasionally throw out a swear. I think that would be funny. Yeah. I think yeah. that, I think that should be, should have become, and obviously we'll get to this in the next movie, but that's something we can discuss. I wish that became part of his persona. Hmm. Yeah. Can you imagine him on, you know, next generation dropping, you know, <laughs> dropping swears every five seconds on, because he was ambassador in a, I think, Spock, yeah, yeah. Ambassador yeah. Spock. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I, not a fan of this Scotty line in here. Um, uh, let's go find George and Gracie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, whoa. Just so. Yeah. He, he is, uh, I mean, clearly Scotty is happy about the current state of where they're at. <laughs> right? He's yeah, got the yeah. tank going, the ship, the power's repaired. Yeah. He's ready to, let's go. You 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 read my mind. He's, he's living on top. Everything that he had, uh, he had done, it's working great. You know, he's got the ship back up and running. He's got the, uh, you know, the tank ready to go. He's like, let's do it. I'm, yeah, I'm feeling good about myself. Let's go find George and Gracie. Meanwhile, Sulu, on the other hand, uh, apparently forgot how to fly the Klingon bird of prey um, after having uh, been flying the helicopter. Yeah. Uh, is Does that mean that it's easier to fly a helicopter than it is to fly a bird of prey is that what we should be reading into that um or what yeah, i'm not sure was he just being just making excuses he's just like uh yeah i, I think he's just on ship yeah i think he's basically saying i hate this Klingon ship <laughs> uh now where did the huey go um, last, last we saw it, it was delivering the packages. My guess is they left it there. And the, <laughs> just the laid it, landed in the park, just yeah. ditched it. <laughs> yeah, they, we never really talked about why Sulu was flying the Huey and not the. So let's be let's be, let's be honest here, Chris. <laughs> what? <laughs> why did they just not grab all of it and say deliver it here and then just beam it into place? Hmm. I, yeah, I got nothing. Plot. <laughs> we just want to. We just want to see. We want to see Chekhov, uh, Sulu flying a helicopter because it's cool. Yes. Yeah. We got to give. We got to give Sulu cool things to do. Uh. So Kirk says you tricked me. He's talking to Jillian now. Yep. She said you need me. Which is true. I think they need her because if they're going back to then. You know, who knows more about whales than her? Where are they going? To then. Back to then? They're going back to their past in the future. Was that one of the, that was one of the unused uh, movie titles for Back to the Future? Let's go. We call it Back to Then. What? (laughs) Then? What the hell am I looking at? (laughs) Uh, All right. So Zulu says they're ready. Um and uh, here's our old pals. We cut to the exterior uh, of the ship. <laughs> our, and old, we, our old pals. Our old pals, Todd and Margo from <laughs> uh, Christmas Vacation. <laughs> right? This is totally Todd and Margo. <laughs> Why is the carpet all wet, Todd? Um, yeah, so two hapless joggers uh, and um, like the garbage men before them, uh, 
they get caught up in the windstorm and uh, God help actors who have to pretend <laughs> to be caught getting, in a wind. Yeah. To be caught in a windstorm. Uh, they do okay, I guess. Uh, I mean, there's definitely something going on because the dust is flying. Um, but yeah, they get thrown up against the fence. And uh, what do we get? What the hell was that? What the hell was that? I don't know, Marco. Uh, I think that's where it ends. Oh no, it ends with uh, it ends with the uh, the evil the evil angle. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so they're uh, they're off and running. Um. Yeah, I guess that gets us to the end. Any, that does. any? Yeah, I do like the aerial shots. I mean, this isn't the first time we've seen the aerial shots. Uh, we saw them earlier when they were arrived. Right. Uh, but I do like the aerial shots of how, how, how they did them. Mm. Um, pretty cool. Yeah, no, very cool. Very cool. All right, man. Uh, I'm done if you're done. I think I'm done. I think I'm, cool. think I'm ready to move on. Great. Well, we hope you're not done, listener. Uh, we'd like to ask you to, if you haven't already, head out to Facebook. Everyone loves Facebook. And uh, join the Star Trek Minute Listener Federation. Uh, we'd love to hear from you about what you think about these minutes. What you think about the movie, Star Trek in general, all sorts of fun stuff like that. Uh, please and thank you. And uh, we're going to be back in a couple of days talking about Minute 90 of uh, The Voyage Home. <laughs> almost forgot what the movie was. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back talking about Minute 90 of Star Trek IV The Voyage Home here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>